0: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a Pro Wrestling Show. Now, recently I've been telling you that um, I'm on a quest to try and do not really like different shows. That sounds a bit weird, but I want to try and do more. I want to try and make sure I get a different angle and things. And of course, uh, I want to tie uh, more into my Patreon. Again, we talk about this every week. Patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316 that's how you support the podcast and how you give back financially should you want to it keeps everything running you know how crowdfunding works in 2019 I don't need to oversell it and the coolest thing I'm finding at the moment is because I've got uh, you know a bunch of wrestling fans who are my patrons they are going to these cool shows that like me uh, you can't necessarily get to all the time because you're stuck here in well today rainy old England it was sunny yesterday but global warming continues to kick our ass so when I'm having these conversations, people reach out to me and say, oh, Simon, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, man, you can come on and we can talk about it. And that's why, look, around about 48 hours ago, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling was in Texas. And my man, James Curry, was there. And he's going to talk about it. James, how you doing, my friend?
1: Hey, Simon, I'm doing well. Well... As well as I can be after screaming so much.
0: That's what you got to do, dude. Especially for something like that, because I know I, I, it's completely cool. I understand that the majority of people that are listening to this show are WWE fans. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to make that clear because I know sometimes people get the wrong end of the stick. But if you don't know the real, the real badass thing is, you know, the G1 climax, which is New Japan's big tournament. It's been so you know intrinsic to that company's growth over the last few years and now as they continue their western expansion they're coming over to you know in this case america and they're putting on i mean essentially the first uh you know the first time they've ever done that outside of japan in a big deal and dude you were there you got to take it all in live. so i mean look (laughs) let's start with the negative just because it's the question that people keep talking about I've got a few things I want to say, but I'd rather get your take on it first. Obviously, leading up to the event, aside from the card, which everybody knew what was going to be good, there was a, a bit of, we'll call it controversy, not really the word, but oh, it's not sold out very much. And I think they did about 4,800 in the... Uh, in the building, I don't know what the uh, the major capacity is, but if you've seen the pictures on the internet, yes, there were there were a lot of empty seats. But do just give me your impression yeah. of it because it's always different when you're there, as we found out on, on on the podcast before. So just give me your interpretation of the crowd, the atmosphere, and if it actually did take away from the event. Because you know what it's like, keyboard warriors will focus on things like that and just destroy things that don't need to be destroyed.
1: Well, my my view of the event is slightly skewed a little bit because I've been to some uh, local shows. Two other ones. Oh my gosh, my voice!
0: <laughs> no, I like it. Dude, dude, that a like I've been to a wrestling event. Voice—that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Uh, but I had ringside
1: seats. In the moment, um, my group, me, my friend, and my girlfriend went in. We were just like, "Oh my goodness, we're actually we're here. This is overwhelming. Just so big. For it was big. I could—I mean, there were empty sections and everything, but the atmosphere—there was just nonstop chants. And we were everyone was loving it uh, every move everything
0: i'm just looking at the capacity now i want to see if i can get it on google i think it is is it really a 20,000 seat building uh well they is it I that big <laughs> damn i didn't know that well, either oh excuse me something in my throat um i think that's the key as soon as you get in there you kind of forget all of that and also, the other point is, as well as I, I didn't know this until I was listening to other podcasts, the Japanese don't really care about that. It's an obsession with us over here in what uh, we well, we'll call it the Western, you know, especially when it comes to Raw and Smackdown. But they, didn't, they don't tarper things off. They don't, uh, they're just like, okay, this is the house we drew. We'll get on with it. Obviously, it makes sense if you are doing it for TV. Uh, but I wanted to get out of the way because I know people are going to talk about it. So dude, walk me through it. Obviously, I'm sure most people know the results. But you got to see the likes of, you know, Will Ospreay versus, you know, Lance Archer. You got Akada versus Tanahashi, which is considered you know, one of the greatest feuds in, in New Japan history. And, you know, you even got things like Yo versus the Gorillas of Destiny. You kind of got a little bit of everything from a New Japan card. So you just walk me through it, start to finish. And, you, you know, can you see... Give, I know that the people there are going to be people that are diehard Japanese uh, New Japan fans. But can you see this growing a little bit as we go forward but give me your impression of the whole thing to start with
1: oh i i hope it keeps growing um i know near the end um okada said that this wouldn't be the last time they have the g1 in america i hope they always have it in dallas i want them to just come here every time i want to go there every time because i mean i've only been, <laughs> i've only been into wrestling for a, less than two years so i would i mean i was there but i would consider myself more paradoxically a Casual
0: hardcore fan. No, I get it. I understand. If that that. makes any sense. Completely, dude. Completely. I don't know
1: everything, but it's like I will absorb it and take it with me.
0: Yeah. Was there anything, did anyone surprise you on the show? Because I know, I, I always liked Jeff Cobb, for example, but I didn't see him live until WrestleMania weekend. And then when I saw him live, I was like, Jeff Cobb is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, You know, the way that he absolutely just smashes people around. Did you have an experience like that with anyone you saw on the uh, on the show? Because I know a lot of people, for example, they see somebody like Chase Owens. And Chase Owens is a really good worker. They just, he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't, I guess he doesn't, well, I guess he gets overshadowed by some people in the company when they're on TV. But yeah, I just wanted to get your impression of that as well.
1: Uh, I'll tell you who really impressed me was um, Lance Archer. He's a, he's a Dallas native, but he is such a big dude. When he was uh, running between the, the posts, when he was smashing across from Will Ospreay, I could hear and see the ring move a bit. Like, you could hear it thump, thump. That's
0: brilliant. Love it. Like
1: uh, It was like, oh my God, is he just going to move this entire ring? Like half a mile?
0: <laughs> I love the spot where, I, I haven't seen the matches of yet, but I love the spot where... Uh, will osprey went to do something and archer just basically you know pushed him out the way it was like a, a i don't even know what you call it jeremy just pushed him across the ring it was oh just like uh, through him just yeah, tackled just, him yeah just like charged him in midair uh-huh. and he, he absolutely flew but it was oh man it was fantastic like it was like you say it was a real moment of don't don't screw with this guy you know he uh, would absolutely also, kick Ospreay your ass Ospreay being
1: put through a table oh, I, mean,
0: I haven't, I haven't that seen that insane. yet but i've heard about it so, I mean, because obviously they kind of played off the Texas crowd because Archer won with the claw as well, which I was, I, I mean, I love it because I completely buy into this idea of you can get any move over as long as it's presented as a devastating movie. This is all part of the story. Hence why, you know, when I get, sometimes I get watch uh, fans to watch New Japan and they see Okada's Rainmaker. At first they're like, really? <laughs> That's his finish? I'm like, you know what? That's actually a fair response because you've got to understand the the history of it. But given that they were in Texas with the Von Erichs and everything like that, I thought it was a really nice touch that they did. They did the claw, and the, the fans seemed to like it as well.
1: Plus, it helps when you have a six ten dude just squeezing your skull, supposedly.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially because Osprey had sold massively for him in that match oh, as yeah. well. Like he was flying all over the place, and um, so yeah, I, I I I always enjoy. There are some guys live who just. It kind of justifies your ticket purchase alone because you go away with a whole new appreciation for them, and I think that happens more in New Japan because, again, New Japan, especially over this country and New Japan, we kind of focus on the Naitos and the Abushis. In fact, we should talk about Abushi um, because, again, I've only seen it in in bits and pieces. But from what I saw of Abushi versus Kenta, and I'd like to get your take on Kenta as well because obviously his first match since. But also, I'm convinced that kota ibushi wants to kill himself i don't don't think he wants to be alive
1: (laughs) we there were i don't know if it was picked up on camera i don't think it was because i watched the mat i watched the show through with the commentary on njpw world um i think it was the move was ibushi had kenta like to give him a suplex Kenta was on the ring apron and Bushi had him. And my section, we were chanting, please don't die. Please don't
0: die. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. What did you think of Kenta as well? Because did you ever see him as uh, Hideo Itami in WWE? I know, he, he, you know he's NXT and uh, 205 Live mostly.
1: Well, I never saw him on NXT, but I when I was briefly watching 205 Live, when I first started watching, um, I, saw him, I saw him there and I saw him maybe one or two matches giving the GTS. And I was like, oh, he, he seems pretty cool. But seeing him come out at I, th- I think Dominion it was and just saying, I want to be in the G1 or whichever show it was. I can't remember. Um, I was excited, especially since he was going against Ibushi. But just the way they the, the way they worked and everything, it was great. And I'm a fan of Kenta now.
0: See, I think that's, I was listening to someone else say this as well and I think they got it right. I don't even necessarily there's anything to blame there. Because WWE style, you all know what it is before you go. Yeah. So, you know, that and as as you saw, like Kenta here, he, he focuses on <clears throat> again, I've read and I've seen clips. I haven't watched the show yet, I'm going to, but he focuses on kicks and he focuses on that strong style we'll call it because everybody knows what uh, you know you know what that is. So, you know, New Japan is just a, a better fit for him and I saw a few people thinking... This. I wouldn't say they said they were disappointed with him, but I think they expected more. And I was like, okay, well, look, it's his first, his first match in the company. He gets a win over Ibushi, so we're building him. But also, let's not forget his injury past as well. You know, he, uh, he, struggles, he struggled with shoulder injuries for a good few years, and that is going to hamper you a little bit. So I actually thought it was... Well, it certainly sounded to me like it was really, really decent. And again, the cool thing about this show was some... And I know that the, the fans reacted like this as well... Will Ospreay <clears throat> losing to Archer got a reaction, and Ibushi losing to, to to Kenta got one as well. And I think that's you know, it's something that again, I'm not trying to tie things in, but one of the reasons I like New Japan is that you can never ever properly guarantee a winner, even though you'd assume that you could. Cause I would have, you know, I would have picked Abushi and Osprey to win really if I was following normal booking so yeah I just think it's already made the tournament so much fun and you'd imagine that both Osprey and you know, that's the best thing about a round robin tournament is that you can start off poorly and then win the thing much like Will Ospreay did in the super juniors but I just thought it made it so much more interesting at uh, uh, the other side of it and I think most people agreed
1: oh yeah it was just all fun I'll tell you what was really fun that wasn't the it was six man tag with Liger, Juice, Yano versus Lij. oh yeah but I forgot I, about it how was that? It was really fun. I did not expect Yano to get the pin to get the pin on on Bushi.
0: I guess it's it was.
1: An- it was really fun though. <laughs> I thought Liger was going to get it.
0: I know because Liger it was obviously his B.A. is winding down. What surprised yeah. you about it the most?
1: It just how fun it was because I was I was like, oh, I know I know about Yano. I know what he does. He takes the uh, the pad off the turnbuckles and he comes out with like. Whatever merch or whatever. I was it was just really fun, and I wanted to see him do that, but it was even it was just surprisingly fun just to see him, oh, he actually got a pin. That was really fun to
0: see. I think that's the cool thing about these shows when they basically put the guys that aren't in the tournament matches in six man tags because you kind of can just do whatever you want, and it doesn't matter because they are they're not nothing matches. But they kind of are at the same time. Like that's not the focus. They're there to get the guys you want to see on the show and you build everything else around, you know, the people that are actually matches that that, that mean something. What did you think of the start? I mean, I can't remember. You probably said, but I forget because I'm an idiot. You've been to WWE shows live, right? No.
1: I've oh, I this was the f- this was the first big sh- live show I've ever been to. The only I, I've been to three wrestling shows now. The first two were with the promotion that I'm training with right now with the right. yeah. Lions, really, yeah. really small one over, uh, over in East Texas.
0: I remember this. now. So how, because that puts you in a really unique, that puts you in a really new position though, because most people grow up on WWE and they go and see WWE. And obviously we're now living in this amazing world where you can't, you do have more options than you ever have done before, which is why 2019 wrestling is so much fun. But how was it? Cause obviously Sometimes, this is not me, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate a bit here. Sometimes people go to WWE, and depending on their makeup or their opinion of wrestling, they're like, oh, it's so fake. You know, it's so fake. And you're like, well, it is fake, but, you know, you're judging everyone by the same cloth here. Like It's like when you go watch football, some football players are better than others. Some wrestlers can make it look more real than others. The thing with New Japan is that because they basically just hit each other a lot of the time, and they are very snug with their shots. I mean, my basic point is when you watched it live did you get like a different uh, sensation or a different opinion to what you see on, on tv because i guess i know loads of people that will see wwe and they they still enjoy it but their big takeaway is oh it looks so campy compared to when it is all produced and there's camera cuts and edits hiding the the secrets i guess yeah. on television
1: yeah i guess it just the i mean the strikes and everything do carry through a new japan because just because i think they know to focus on that like that strong style really let it soak in a lot more but just seeing it live and like a four rows away from the ring, I mean, it was even better. Just the sound and seeing it combined was something else.
0: What about Tanahashi versus? I mean, I, I'm not trying to compare people on the show because there's so many good talents. But obviously, Tanahashi especially is a legend. You know, one of the most important people ever in New Japan, and Akada, to many people, and I think it's quite hard to argue, is the is one of if not the best wrestler in the world. It depends what you like from wrestling. It doesn't matter who you put in there, but it's hard to watch an Okada match and not think to yourself, wow, (laughs) you know, he's pretty good. So how was it from a, you know, them coming out perspective? You know, how did it, you know, how did it make you feel? Was there a kind of atmosphere in the crowd? And when they started getting to it, you know, how did that compare to maybe what your own expectations, but also, you know, seeing a match that many would consider Hall of Fame worthy?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> well when Tanahashi came out, just, just to give you expectation from the crowd, um, there was Go Ace chance immediately going when his theme was playing. So we everyone was into this. And when Okada's music just started going, the pop was real.
0: Yeah, he got quite a big I saw the picture of him on the crowd with everyone just going absolutely ballistic which is pretty you know it's pretty pretty uh pretty i don't know just it was a cool shot even though yeah some you always get the person yeah but look all the empty seats I'm like, i don't give a shit man oh, I'm i am each enjoy- yeah i'm enjoying the the, the, the reaction um big what was it in terms of again just being up close with those two is it like you can go wow they are because again you're training as well so was it like you can go wow these are you know superior pro wrestlers like can you can you tell that they're the next level up
1: oh yeah i honestly i i had that with them but i was the first realization i had that with was, was with uh sonata and Zack sabre jr just because oh, man. of the reversals
0: zach sabre live all they were just, doing is how the hell does he do it right because how did
1: him and sonata do it they were just countering each other so much
0: i know i don't i don't i, I honestly if you've never seen zach sabre live I mean, Zack Sabre Live is just Zack Sabre on TV, but you can touch him if you want. I mean, that's the kind of that, that that's kind of the difference because he has such a unique style too. Like, oh, yeah. I think you could probably try to emulate someone like a Carter, and you wouldn't be able to pull off what he does because he has natural timing and his storytelling and you know all the stuff that you know he just has a skill at. But with Zack Sabre Junior, I genuinely think there are some people out there that just wouldn't be able to do what he does because I, how the hell do you learn, and same with Sonata as well, but how the hell do you learn all these transitions and these counters, and how that fits in there, and that how that plugs in, like, you just had to be so smooth, and I think, for me, on this subject, I think when you see someone like Sabre work live, he comes across as more legit than most, I guess because he's doing holds, and it's hard to make a hold, you know, is it, you can punch, I know I've done it, I'm sure you have too, you can go to punch somebody in the face and screw it up, and it looks like you've just you know, rub them. But if you actually have somebody in a leg lock, if you do it right, it looks like a leg lock, even if you're not actually putting the pressure in the right places.
1: Yeah, that it just astounds me just how much wrestling ability he could do. But I think that's the, that's, I had different kinds of fascination between that match and uh, Tanahashi and Okada because just, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata astounded me just by pure wrestling skill and technique. And Okada and Tanahashi is just like, oh, this is what I would like the level I want to be as a wrestler, because I get in some ways you could say maybe the Zack Sabre Jr and Sonata match was there was a lot more technicality. But the the spectacle and the fact that they that they gave it, their all everything still uh, in the main event just was on another level, just another pro wrestling level, I, I guess I could say.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Does it do you have any predictions for the? I mean, this was uh, I can't is it a block or B is a block, right? Was it B block? I can't remember. Uh, no, this was a block, it was a block. I get confused about oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, Dean Amber uh, sorry, John Moxie is in B block. So has it given you any kind of uh, predictions for who's going to win, who's going to get to the final? Because I mean, I i i'd put it on a but that's just there's nothing that's based on speculation, if best.
1: No, no, no. Well, I think part of the 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 VOD on NJPW world, there was a conference with O'Conn at the end, and I they might be asking the question of, oh, is he going to be the first since I think they said 2000 to be the the rating champ who wins the G one. So I'm um, so maybe that's something they can possibly tease, but just the way they were working and everything, I could give it to any one of them.
0: Yeah. I think Will Osprey will be interesting. I think maybe he gets to the final Uh, Maybe not the final because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's why it's really cool, and that's why I like tournaments in wrestling because you can have these kind of conversations. It sounds like we are talking about sports, but obviously we're not. We're not talking about sports at all. We're talking about pro wrestling, and I I I get a kick out of that. I really, really, really do. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But overall, though, good show. Crowd wasn't let down, you know, by the um lack of attendance, I guess. And I would imagine it's a case of if they come back, you'll go again.
1: Oh, definitely. Oh, also, uh, there was another person in the crowd. I saw him afterwards once the show was over. But he actually had a he had a, a Simon Miller sign with him, and I got a photo <laughs> with him. I was like, I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it too. I appreciate it. That's very kind. I think someone did tweet me one of their signs, which I I liked and, and retweeted and all that with. And I will just say, as it has come up, it is never not appreciated. And uh, you know, the kid in me will never be able to quite get over that somebody would want to write me a sign after being someone that wrote many signs for many people uh, across the years. So that is that is pretty cool. Uh, I'll run through the card just quickly in case people are interested, man, and please weigh in with any of your thoughts. Again, it starts with Tanga, Tamatonga and Tangalo defeating Show and Yo. Uh, we all know my thoughts on Tamatonga. <laughs> uh, but Show and Yo, I think, are really good. Every time I see Show and Yo, I think they uh, get better yeah. and better. Like, um, everyone, I think I, I get confused. Uh, I think... Oh, I can't remember if it's show or yo that everyone gets behind, but I just think they're a really good tag team. And I think they probably got some, uh, some chops in terms of a single run at some point as well.
1: Yeah. It was a good start to the, to the whole show. <laughs> it was, I knew what kind of time I'd be for when just how loud the Rapongi chance were. Were they big? Oh, they were, I mean, I mean, not as, not the biggest chance, but they were, they were there.
0: I love it. That, that, <laughs>
1: I got to see uh Tomatonga just, just be himself, you know, just yeah. saying fuck you to everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds I was <laughs> like, oh, this is this is why the what culture guys aren't here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Good old Tonga. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, up next we had Oroki Goto and Yoshi Hashi defeating Jay White and Chase Owens. Uh sorry I, I lied. I've dropped the head. We had Jeff Cobb and Narita defeating Tamura Ishii and Shota Amuno. That's a badass team, Ishii and Amuno. Like ever since Amuno's kind of story with dean ambrose uh a month ago whenever it was i i really think he's shown some He there's there's been a spark there i think he's gonna do all right
1: oh yeah i can imagine him getting at least some co- some type of momentum once he be- goes full-time like out of- graduates from being a young lion
0: jeff cobb's a big guy isn't he as well Oh, yeah, well, it's a wall. I just saying, no, I don't even know what you describe him as just a, <laughs> I don't know, a slab, a slab of a, of a human being. I should mention as well, obviously, uh, Tamron uh defended the, the New Japan belts and won. And here, um, uh, I can't remember. Well, yeah, hit the Tour of the Islands on a mooner. No, that's right for the pin. Tour of the Islands is a badass move, too. And I love watching that. The more you see it like, man, that works well. Then we had yeah Goto and Yoshihashi defeating Jay White and Chase Owens as I just said. Um, again, I think Chase Owens live is better than he gives credit for, and I think everybody likes Goto. Well, not everyone likes Goto and Yoshihashi. I like them. I think the, the they they crack me up for all the stuff that you, you you were talking about. But again, this was just short and sweet. You know, just just short and sweet. Goto hits the GTR and Owens for the pin. I I just think it's I just it just sounded fun to me. Oh, I mean, well, it was it it was great how. Uh
1: how behind goto the crowd was there was just non-stop goto chance
0: love it love it see that's the cool thing as well because i'm not saying you don't see that in japan but you do obviously get a different type of crowd over here in the uk at uh, the uk in the in the west in america so it just adds a different feel a different atmosphere and i, I I'm, I'm always a big fan of that um toriano juice robinson and justin liger and liger talked about earlier defeated naito tagaki and bushi that must have been excellent dude i mean Oh, yeah. is, what a that just must have been nonstop, absolutely crazy, jumping around the place, exchanging strikes, you know, being amazed by how much cardio some of these guys have. Ah, oh, that, that that just sounds great on paper.
1: If you want to talk about good guys versus bad guys, there were so many L there was so much LIJ merchandise, like towels, shirts, hats, and everything in the crowd, but the moment all three of them ganged up on Liger. Everyone was booing. <laughs> I like, loved it.
0: But how cool is that, man? He got to see Liger in his last six months before, however long I it know. is, before he retires. So I also got
1: to see Ty- uh, Tiger before he retires yeah, too. Yeah, going to Retire like- in September. I, that's the one. Th- that's one thing I really wish that the crowd, the crowd, had done. I wanted to try and do it. I was hoping he had, you know, it was going to ref another match. I wanted to say, uh, do a thank you Tiger chant. And you didn't get it. No, we we did we did plenty of let's go red shoes. <laughs> he got. He got. He got some push.
0: <laughs> I saw that he um, he he wouldn't count that pin yeah. for uh, for Ricardo when he put his foot down. I liked that. I thought that was good. I thought that was. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch. I enjoyed it. Where am I going? I've lost my thing. Uh, yeah. Then then obviously the the G one matches started. What was your favorite match? Because obviously the first one was Lance oh. Archer versus Osprey. I presume he's going to be that on the main event.
1: I don't. I don't know because the way I thought about it was my top three. And no order, particularly were the Sonata and Zack Saber, um, Ibushi versus Kenta, and the main event.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I guess from what I hear, you should, everyone should check out the Archer versus Will Osprey match.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah oh, that yeah. was that was something else. Yeah. That <laughs> that was great. We got a I, my my section of the crowd managed to get a little guy chant going <laughs> to support him. <laughs> I think my friend said he looked. He was like a little confused at first, and he's like, "Oh yeah."
0: <laughs> oh, like the chant you mean?
1: Yeah, he was like, "What? What's? What do they
0: say?" Oh, little oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going cool uh, yeah. It's basically classic big man, little man match. But uh, you know, Osprey knows what he knows what he's doing. Um, Osprey. Uh, so Archer kicked out of an Oscar as well, right? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, that's cool. And then he finished it with the claw. So that is that is cool. Then a bad luck Farley defeating evil. I'm gonna guess this was just okay, right? Just a finish yeah. kind of match.
1: I mean, I, w- I was behind Evil all the way, but uh, I mean, it, it's not, a it wasn't a bad match. It just, I think it was just k- kind of a little cooler than the rest, just because I hadn't seen much of Bad Luck Fale.
0: I like personally. Fale. Yeah, it, made me, it, it made me laugh when he said something like, when you do the Bullet Club, you've got to pay us 60% of your merchandise rights or something. He's just a crazy <laughs> guy, but no idea. But yeah, this is, I mean, again, not every match has to be five stars. I would imagine this was just like a good, a brawl, I would imagine, right? Oh yeah, just
1: some of the stuff they were doing with the chairs was great, and also oof. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, yeah, ballot finally defeated evil there. Uh, Sonata versus Zack Saber Junior. We've talked about Sonata won that one. Uh, how did he win? What was the finish? I don't know the finish that much.
1: Uh, it was it was a, it was a reversals and Sonata got the pin on Zach Saber.
0: All oh, right, so like at the, at the reversal. Yeah, I like, the leg I can't remember the exact
1: like sequence. I'm really I'm still really bad with remembering every single move and what it is, but I just remember the that happening.
0: It's harder to remember stuff when you're there live because you've got the adrenaline and everything here. When you watch it on TV, it's much remembered to, to sort of process information. Uh, then we had Kenta defeating Kota Ibushi. Again, Kenta's first match. Um, if you only know him as uh, Hideo Itami, you should check it out. I think he would he won with a go to sleep. Of course he did, which obviously is CM Punk's move. I mean, it's not. It's Kenta's move, but we'll call it CM Punk's move because I, I get it. And then, of course, we had Akada defeating Tanahashi. Again, I've seen some clips. You've heard what James has to say. Just like... Uh, treated like a, a a New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestlemania, you know, top main event. And it took Okada three Rainmakers to, to get the pin because he's Tanahashi. And then afterwards, yeah, Okada says he'd like to come back and he had a good time.
1: And I hope he do- I hope he does. He yeah. will be welcomed with open arms.
0: Do you think... I mean, I, I, let's take money out of the... Uh, I understand not don't take money out of the equation it, it, it's completely because that does tie in but if they came back and they went somewhere else in america if you did have the, the the funds do you think you would try to look into going to see it again so let's say they did chicago or they did new york which i know it's a long way from you you know do, do you think you'd have the impetus to go or do you think that it's it's still more of a they have to be within my area before i can start thinking about this
1: I mean, I'm already planning on potentially driving the 13 hours to Chicago for All Out, may- maybe, so Hell I mean, yeah, I would man. definitely go to New Japan.
0: Hell would- yeah. No, but that's good to know, though, dude, because I'm not saying that companies like that are going to live and die on, on fly or drive-ins, but it does help. Like, I mean, for example, if you knew Raw was in Chicago, would you go, or are you going to wait for it to come to Dallas?
1: Mm. Now, Raw, Ra- the WWE stuff is a little different for me, just because I'm not as hot on it as I once was. If it if it if I get as excited for it as I do New Japan and All Elite, then I will. But I mean, from what I heard on what was it last week's Monday night? I still hadn't seen it, but I heard okay, there's something good. But it's still going to take a lot for me to be that excited. I want to be that excited like I first was.
0: No, of course, yeah, Of want- course, that's what's, that's what's you know that's half the fun. What did you think of the? Because as we are going to drop this on a Monday, we may as well talk about Raw, which will go live in a few hours. What did you think of all the, you know, the reaction to the, the Paul Heyman and, uh, what'd you call it, uh, Eric Bischoff news? I mean, you know, somebody that's kind of lapsed where you didn't make you want to watch again. You're like, sounds a bit weird to me.
1: It interests me. Obviously, I don't, I don't know as much. I don't know much about Eric Bischoff. I obviously know the name and I know he's in wrestling history, but I know more about Paul Heyman just because he's been with Brock Lesnar. But I also know slightly more about his history, slightly. But it interests me that I'm uh, being creative forces. It's like, all right, here's something. Let's let's see what they can do with it. Let's see how much influence they're going to have.
0: I think, I mean, we'll know more later. I think that last week's was good. Um, but there are still obviously elements, as there would be, as there would be. But we now need to we need to follow up on it later. So here is a raw preview for anyone interested. Andrade and Zelina Vega have thrown out a gauntlet, and we are going to get, I assume, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch to take on Andrade and Zelina Vega. So straight away, there is a wild card rule; it's still in effect, or this brand split is still is still dead. Um, this is going to be interesting because obviously the Mike and Maria Canella stuff, which could tie into this, the you know this. You know, Andrade, this is no disrespect to Mike Kanellis. I like Mike Kanellis a lot, but it was the first time that we'd seen him on TV for a long time, or at least Raw TV. Whereas Andrade is quite a staple, and he had those amazing matches with Rey Mysterio at the start of the year. He has a lot of hardcore fan support. You can't treat him like Mike Kanellis. You just can't. He, He needs to have a... And same as Lena Vega, like, and I'm, I'm, like, there's no disrespect to Maria, but they have established themselves as characters and not ones that are jokes. Do you think we just get a really good inter-gender tag team match or mix, I should call it a mixed tag team match here? I, I think, I actually, I mean, I, I'm not massively high on the whole Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch being on-screen characters, but I actually think this could be all right. I know it sounds weird, but I really do. I think this, if, if you're allowed to, ha- I mean, look, basically, do I want to see Seth Rollins versus Andrade? Yes. Do I want to see Zelina Verga versus Becky Lynch? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. So I actually think on paper it could be all right if it's done well and there's a story there that builds into the pay-per-view, which is on Sunday, by the way, somehow. How that's the case, I don't it's know, just... but it is. So, yeah, it's, it, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I think as long as they're given control over it, then yeah, I think I think they'll make something at least good out of it.
0: I hope just, so. What they, th- they
1: have the talent for it.
0: What did you think about AJ Styles going here last week as well, teaming up with Gallows and Anderson once again, who, I can't remember if we confirmed this last week, have 100% signed new contracts now. So they are back in. They are back in the fold, and we'll see, we'll see how that unravels. Has that got any sort of appeal to you to, to check it out?
1: Yeah, it does. I never saw
0: them. Uh, I, was, I didn't get
1: started in WWE until... I mean, they were they were on their own separate ways, and I was like, "Where are Gals and Anderson?" I never I never saw them, but I mean, if they're actually on TV, that's I would I would love to see that.
0: Yeah, well, we need to we need to figure out what we're going to do with them now. Obviously, they're back, or well, they're teased to be back. Ricochet is going to be right in the middle of it. I guess Ricochet needs a mate. I don't know who that I don't know who that will mate would be, and also someone else that needs a mate is Roman Reigns, because in the most bizarre match ever, we're getting Roman Reigns and a mystery partner to take on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no holds barred tag team um so before their no holds barred tag team showdown so it's a normal tag match now it's not going to be the undertaker because you're not going to give that match away far with maybe they would (laughs) it's not going to be that match five days away but you know when you start thinking i mean it's not going to be seth rollins because that would be the most natural one but i I think that's silly to double up what seth is doing i don't want to see that so you got to think i mean it's probably going to be the miz the problem is as soon as you word use the word mystery i think you need to have something that satisfies the fans because it's just going to let people's brains go into overdrive you know could it be this guy but i can't think of anybody who fits that bill right now I, I i genuinely don't know who could team up with roman reigns that might go oh wow amazing i can't believe it
1: yeah nobody comes to my mind that i'd particularly love love to see there uh, i think it just depends on how the how the match goes itself
0: i mean you could even do it to maybe that roman reigns doesn't have anybody and the undertaker just appears halfway through but That seems kind of lame to me as well. I don't know. But look, you're getting that later. Uh, Rey Mysterio returns. So go on, man. I was just going to say, just let The Undertaker shoot everybody with lightning. Then they win. Why not? Why doesn't he always (laughs) use his lightning? Why doesn't he always use his lightning? I don't know. Yeah uh where's, Ray- that, where's that where's his army
1: of cultists
0: I where are know, they at i don't know but i do always like seeing the undertaker on tv i'm that guy i'm just like eh, I, I enjoy it i enjoy it uh Roy mysterio is back after his injury so we'll see how he figures into proceedings who knows and of course we're gonna have all the stuff for the 24 7 championship now that r-truth has not won it back he did not win it back this week on social media which was my prediction um Yeah, he he has held on to it. So we'll see what happens with that. And, of course, we'll get uh, something to do. We are, you know, given that Samoa Joe technically is a Raw superstar who's fighting for the SmackDown Championship, we have to figure out where we go with Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston. I am all right with that because, as I've said a thousand times, I like Samoa Joe a lot. I think he's underutilized in the WWE. And really, I would give him... The, the title I would I think it's time I love Coasty as champion but I feel like we you know a, a shake-up would be good I should ask as well given that right now I am looking at a picture of Kofi Kingston flipping off Samoa Joe what did you think when you heard about that and when you heard about Corey Graves say <laughs> holy shit I mean there's all these reports out now that that is the way i not swearing but that uh, you know WWE's main demographic it wants to pull back in now is that classic 18 to 34 you know teenagers young you know the, the young demographic basically as opposed to their over 50 that they got now and i guess they think a slightly edgier product is going to be the way forward not necessarily the worst idea
1: oh that's so why they're trying to pull me back in <laughs> a
0: little, what? 20, little 23 year old did it man i mean did it i mean you hear about no, some mojo um, flipping off Kobe Kingston and do you think hey man i'll check yeah, it I out of it. i definitely makes
1: it makes me interested at seeing it just because it's like oh wait they actually did that that that's surprising, because they've been PG for so long. Yeah, it it makes me interested, but also makes me kind of want to follow up on that. I mean, if Kofi flips Samoa Joe off, here's I expect Joe to just absolutely try and murder Kofi, and that's what I want to see. I want to, I mean, he's been pushed as a mon- he's been seen as a monster before. Just he'll utterly kill you, but not always followed up on that with the. Uh, With the results, so I want to see that against Kofi. As as you're (laughs) gonna, you flip me off. I'm going to murder you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and your family, exactly. Especially (laughs) your family. Apparently, oh Wendy. I but that's what I want to see. I want to see that Samoa Joe, and I want to see because something that WWE falls into a lot with its heels is this. You know, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and they never do it. Right? They stay. Just do it. Yeah, they talk a big game, but they're never able to, to to follow through. They're doing it with Drew McIntyre as well, and Drew McIntyre is slowly falling into that Bray White position, which sucks. So, what I hope happens instead is that Samoa Joe now has got Kofi Kingston's... Well, he has got his number because I mean Kofi kicked him in the head as soon as he said that. But hopefully that he's aware of what's going on, um, and you know he's able to get the he's able to get one over. Kofi, and it's like the ultimate one-over because he's then the WWE champion. I just think that would do wonders for Samoa Joe's career. It would do wonderful for that character. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this. I mean, you shouldn't buy in, as we know, because WWE can disappoint you. Um, And that ties into, obviously, we're going to get the fallout between Braun Strowman, uh, the the Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley stuff. What did you think about that, too? Obviously, not the holy shit thing. We talked about that, but obviously, big angle to start Raw, um, you know, smashing through uh, smashing through the uh, the, the ring side area, whatever you want to call it, big explosion over, you know, big big firework display. I mean, are basically, you know, are these things making you go? Oh, maybe I not necessarily watch a whole episode of Raw, but maybe I watch a highlight here and there. Maybe I will keep yeah. an eye on it. I mean, d- is it doing what WWE is basically setting out for it to do?
1: It hasn't made me go out and watch it just yet, just because I've been busy with so many other things. But it has me listening, so it's doing its job at least. a bit. At least halfway, I'm listening and engaged, and I'm learning. It's like, okay, so they did that. What's going to happen next? Uh, are they going is to? Is the ending going to be just as big and bomba- bombastic?
0: I hope so. So let's let's say that they have another good evening tonight, and you hear a load of good stuff, and from either what culture or Twitter or you know whatever you know wherever the, the wrestling fallout comes from. Is two weeks enough? That if we get to next week's Raw, which will also be the fallout from Extreme Rules, where you could argue Eric Bischoff will be in charge, Paul Heyman will be in charge. There've been a couple of weeks to let it bed in. That we should start getting a different, a different idea of, of what you know WWE is for the rest of 2019. Is that a time where you at least give it an opportunity? And if you do, and they let you down, you know, would you think about pulling the plug completely?
1: No, I don't think I'll ever pull the plug completely. Just because wrestling is. I I mean it never stops. It's always there. So at some point there's going to be something that should intrigue me. But I mean they need to be consistent. Consistency is what they need. Like they need to be consistently good and they haven't been that. It's been like, oh this was good and now they followed it up with <laughs> crap.
0: <laughs> so
1: if it if it if there's something like that two weeks in a row, I'll go, oh, "Okay, but can you keep going please i will I'm, i'll watch a clip of this or something but please keep going don't don't stop because it's worse if you just stop and cut
0: that streak absolutely no i think so i think i i don't and i don't think as, as you said i don't think that they can well they can't they can't really make that mistake again because i do think you'll get to a point where fans will the way that we give up on storylines sometimes you know, this is this is like the third or fourth time we've been told. Oh, by the way, we're going to make a big change. And if that doesn't start happening well, after a while, you're like, oh, what am I meant to do?
1: It, this is supposedly Baron Corbin's fault. All all the stuff that was going <laughs> wrong, and we're and now he's in he's in so many main events. Like what? What were you saying? Just a few months ago, do not remember your words.
0: I know, right? Like it's 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 it's, it's bizarre. I mean, it's not bizarre I guess they're just in a slump I, I, my point is I hope they come back from this and I hope they can i hope they they can stick to st- stick to the path that hopefully they that they've taken on I don't expect any changes overnight I don't expect things to just you know yeah switch around but I would like um I, I would like a change what about extreme rules on Sunday? obviously and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a I, I kind of will give them a free pass this if I believe that twenty four hours later they're going to hit reset but is there anything on that card that you have any interest or worth in seeing?
1: I'd have to look at the card, but I'm probably gonna watch it just I didn't watch Stomping Grounds just because it was rematches from uh what was it, Super Showdown, and I was definitely not interested in that. Like I will never watch the Saudi shows.
0: No, um, understandable. I mean, the card at the moment is, obviously, Seth and Becky taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a, and I quote, last chance, winners take all, mixed tag team Extreme Rules match for both the Universal Championship and Raw Championship. WWE, I think you can see where you've gone wrong with that one. Then we've got mm-hmm. The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, which is Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre, no holds barred match, tag match, Kobe, Kingston and Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship, Bailey Alexa Bliss for the Women's SmackDown Championship, Gulak and Nice for the Cruiserweight Championship, Daniel Brown Brian and Rowan versus the New Day versus Harry Machine for the smackdown tag championships and alistair black versus tba that's an interesting one at one point ww was saying that we were going to find out alistair black's opponent this week and now they seem to have gone back on that so we'll have to figure out if we do or don't but there's another one to throw out there
1: who's the door it's the door we- in his promos
0: I mean, he's finally fighting it <laughs> who else could it be right who else could it be i mean who could it be? because some people have said bray Wyatt. i don't like that idea because i feel like you're just you're screwing them both up I, one of them has to win and you're putting in the match where one has to lose so that's dumb so don't do that but then I started to think well who else could it but then someone else said I um, oh, was the prediction somebody else had oh, I can't remember now but again it's much like the, the, the tag team situation we have on Raw I can't necessarily think of a good a good opponent that kind of fits in into that thing unless you do someone like who i mean ricochet but then you're like yeah it's not the most exciting thing in the world is it like and especially because he's tied up with other storylines see i don't really know oh sorry i was gonna say the only thing i can imagine is
1: since um he's a very strike focused kind of person the only thing i can imagine is somebody who could actually give him a fight in that sense that's somebody else who can strike really well yeah an actual
0: fight or it could be randy orton i guess you know randy orton's not got a feud right now um and he's been out with a neck injury they were doing uh what do you call it they were doing uh house show matches that's the word that i'm looking for i mean you could do someone like cesaro you know again he's not involved but i don't know rusev could come back and that wouldn't be the word but again rusev's gonna lose i think orton is probably the best one. well i think orton can lose and then it's okay right because He's Randy Orton. He's a superstar regardless. I would like it to see somebody like Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy or Sheamus would be my two picks just because Buddy Murphy in any position right now is going to be better than not appearing on the show. <laughs> so, right. you know, even if he is uh, cannon fodder for, for Alistair Black, the good thing about it is he's on the show. He lost to Alistair Black, who's truly being built like a star. I don't think it's going to hurt him massively. And if Sheamus comes back... I, I think he's not as big a star as Randy Orton, but he still has that. He can come back and lose. And it's, not, I mean, I'd rather he didn't. I'd rather if we could come up with a cool thing for Seamus, great. But he can come back and lose and it doesn't really affect him overly because again, he is, he is Seamus. Like, you know, he is, is I mean this in a, in a, not in a positive or a negative way, just in a truthful way. He is, um, he's past his prime because it happens to all of us. Unfortunately, time catches up to us. So if we can start using what Sheamus is to pass that across to Alistair Black, then I actually think that's a cool little thing. I think it will get a reaction because we haven't seen Sheamus in a while. It's a way to get him back on TV. You could even, look, I don't agree with this, but if if we stick to a long-term program, I don't even mind Sheamus winning after screwing him over somehow. As long as eventually... Uh, the black whips his ass like properly whips his ass because that way that's all you're going to remember you're not going to remember all the all the all the tomfoolery i don't know i don't know i again anytime you, you put mystery opponent in there i get excited but you've got to make sure that you deliver on that and i don't necessarily think there's a massive list of names i don't want it to be bray Wyatt. when do you want to see bray Wyatt? I I think the day after Extreme Rules. I don't think we should do it at Extreme Rules. I think we should hold it for Raw. I mean, it gets a rating anyway. But also, I just think it makes a lot more sense. Like a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think what 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 would I want to say. I don't know. I kind of I remember where. In or which pay per view was it? Was it um, was it World Rumble or when? Sami Zayn was uh, just put up in the air. What if we do? something I'll just kind of. I'm just something like that on raw or whatever where you just see superstars knocked out and it's like who did this what what happened and then it's just like oh he's a threat and he's taking people out and then he has a match on raw or whatever it's like oh we know he's taking other people out so what's he going to do in the ring especially what are we going to see
0: well I, i i mean i've said this before i'm i'm convinced he needs to come in and win a championship i think i think after extreme rules because I'm hoping Kofi and Samoa Joe goes for a while now. I think after um, extreme rules, Seth and Becky, I don't think they are going to be together for a while. I don't think that's a that's a good idea. And I, I think that he should come in and challenge Seth Rollins. I think he should beat Seth Rollins. I really do. I think Bray Wyatt should beat Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Do it, SummerSlam, do it whenever. Just make sure that happens. I, 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 I just think we are throwing gold away if we don't. And I, uh, I will be very upset by it. I would be upset by it, but I would, I would be dumbfounded.
1: <laughs> I want to see that just now. I'm I'm picturing him like with a child's crown drawing right over the the W for the universal title and just say Firefly Championship or something like that. Why,
0: why, why not? That. You, you'll, you'll, you'll annoy everyone as well. That, I can see that pissing exactly. people off. I Great. can feel it. I can feel everyone. Oh, no, what have you done? What have you done? There was something else I thought I should talk to you about that, and I've completely forgotten. What was the other big thing that happened the other day that it just sent everybody crazy in in, in the world of wrestling? Uh, who knows?
1: Slam, what was it? Slammiversary for Impact happened.
0: I did. I watched Slammiversary this morning, so we weren't going to we weren't going to do ups and downs um, for it. But what we did after Sammy Callahan decided to send us all a tweet, so I thought, okay, we can do it. Look, man, it was a good show. Some of the finishes were ridiculous because there were three finishes, but they're exactly the same. And I'm never a big fan of that. I think, you know, if you're getting to the point where you are doing finishes that are somebody else hits their move and somebody else steals the pin, that's fine for one match. But when you do it over three matches, you're like, well, it seems a bit uh, redundant. Yeah, it seems redundant. You, you are making me feel like wrestling is fake. And I don't think we should ever do that. Especially when you can just have somebody win clean. You know, they win clean. You're like, okay, great. But no, there was not one bad match on that show. Not great f- yeah, finishes that I'd question. And I'm not even big into intergender matches. As I said on the video, it should go up in a, an hour or so. I don't mind if you want to watch them. I don't mind if you don't want to watch them. But my, it's not really my cup of tea. I don't think they shouldn't happen. That's just my. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, they
1: should. They should be an option to watch. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah but I, honestly, man, that Sammy Callahan versus uh, Tessa Blanchard match was really, really a really good, violent in the way that it was tended to match that made Tessa Blanchard feel like a star and made Sammy Callahan feel more like a psychopath than I already thought he was to begin with.
1: No, 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 I'm interested. I want to see this.
0: Yeah, and honestly, man, it's got a little something for everyone. Killer Cross versus Eddie Edwards, very violent. The four-way Monsters ball match is unbelievable. I mean, that's Moxie versus Janella kinds of craziness. And and outside of that, you've got like, uh, yeah, it gets confused me every time. You've got Impact versus Swan, which is your classic 2019 high spot wrestling match, but very good. The opener is fast paced. The tag match is a bit short, but you know, it's a bit gimmicky there's a story in there. It was a very, very well-worked show. And I really think the only disappointment with Impact right now is they're struggling to get an audience, right? They're struggling to get people to tune into it but hopefully the best way to do that is with consistent cards and consistent quality and people will tune in like i'm telling you to do right now if you want to go and watch it you should i think you'll have a good time just my opinion if you don't want to watch it again that's absolutely fine but one thing i did want to talk to you before we start wrapping up of course because this ties into your world very well is the rise of dean ambrose slash john moxie over the last couple of months um, you know, he's come out today and again and reiterated, like, all the AEW guys are, that, you know, it's not competition. Uh, we're not going after them. We're offering an alternative. But for someone like you, it must be cool, man. You know, for a guy that kind of leans uh, away from WWE, to see the guy uh, who was kind of, at one point, a real centerpiece of that company, completely reinvent themselves outside of it. I mean, it, it kind of gives you the best of both worlds, right? Because you can enjoy him at what I would call, you know, the highlight, the peak of his career so far. And yet he's doing it in the companies that again you warm towards.
1: Oh yeah, I, I just love seeing him work because he's truly he's truly happy doing what he's doing, and it and honestly it inspires me. Obviously, obviously I'm still just learning, but it's like if I could ever do something like that that big and be that happy, I would, I I would love that. That'd just be the best thing in the world.
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't get this. I saw someone the other day who said something like, "Oh, he's doing too many." He's doing too many matches and his aura is dead. Fuck his aura, man. Excuse my language. Like he's having the time of his life. Why the hell would you not do that? How could
1: you, his his aura is that he will fuck you up. We He proved that at Fighter fest and he I don't just because and he's happy about doing it too. And I love it. I love seeing him smile after everything,
0: yeah, you can tell he's a man enjoying himself. I agree with you. it's inspiring. It's motivating. You know, it's all of the above. And, of course, James, before we do let you go, we've got to ask you the, the biggest question of all. How is your training going? How have you, have uh, you developed? How you know? How do you feel? <laughs> How's your back? How's your legs?
1: Slow, Slowly but surely. Um, It goes for two hours, uh, two times a week, but the, my 12-hour shifts don't let me make the first hour, so I try to get in when I can. But uh, the last thing I learned was just taking and giving body slams. So... It's it's I'm getting there. I got to work on my running the ropes and everything, work build up that cardio. Just need to run them.
0: Oh yeah, and also the getting your rhythm right's hard as well. I still suck at that. Um, because sometimes when you're in the match, if you, you forget about it, it's really weird wrestling. You got to be on. You got to be mentally switched on the entire time. It's uh, it's you're still enjoying it. That's the main thing. Oh
1: yeah, always. And I love being around those guys there. And I can't wait till I can start having practice matches and actual matches. And I was gonna say and. The, the the first dream match I could ever have. I want to fight you, Simon Miller. Want that to
0: happen. <laughs> well, dude, you and Jim Sterling. Wow, well, dude, me and Jim talked about that on our podcast. I thought at one point if we don't I have heard. a match with each other, something uh, something has gone very wrong. So hopefully that will happen. Also, um,
1: congrats on making your Quisition debut. As far as I can tell, on the last episode, I think it was. Oh, am I on there? I you're. I think it was the last one. I think what I might be he, wrong. Somebody's probably I know someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but you just he you you're briefly in there get like giving something
0: an up. Yeah, no, he 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 does it he he does it every now and then and it always makes me laugh when he does. He's a good guy. I like Jim Sterling. Um yeah, he's he's always been good. He's been good to me for a few years. So it's a pleasure having him on and for everyone that enjoyed the episode, we are going to do it uh, again soon because of course we are. Um we yeah, I, I think the cool thing about that was Again, that sounds a bit weird. Is I don't think people knew that we were friends. <laughs> so when all of a sudden he popped up, they're like, How has this come about? It's like, yeah, we're just friends. Like, that's it. <laughs> we're just well, made. Wasn't that the,
1: the third video you y'all have done together? Uh,
0: that's the sixth one we've done together, but yeah. Oh, sixth. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm even further behind.
0: Yeah, when I was at Video Gamer as well, obviously, which was my jaunt before ah. my main jaunt for What Culture, we were in loads of videos together. He just uh yeah, he he, he supported us with all of that. So yeah, shout out to Jim Sterling. I was it was appreciate him coming on, and we will um yeah, we, we we will we will do it again. Actually, I'll end the podcast just by saying this. Roman Reigns came out just to wind you all up. Roman Reigns came out and he said that AEW is a joke to think that aew is competition <laughs> and i loved it because i love it when people in companies come out and back there uh you know back their companies with vigor like that because you just know it's going to piss everybody off i was chuckling away he knows what he's doing and everybody reacted like uh, like crazy of course he's going to say that he works with wwe works with Vince man it's a company guy it's all good it's all good all
1: know, right. robin reigns is the one person who could handle the amount of vitriol he would get for saying that
0: exactly man and look i i, I didn't like uh, how the seth rollins one evolved I I thought it went into awful territory, but I enjoyed the first tweet. If Seth Rollins wants to come out and say he's the best in the world, he works for the best company, everyone else is doing it for theirs. It's only fair that we balance it out. Unfortunately, it just blew up. So yeah, Roman Reigns doing that as well made me laugh. Good old Roman Reigns. Oh. Uh, and on that note, James, I, I will let you go to uh, to rest your voice. But thank you so much for coming on <laughs> and giving me an update about the G1. Glad to be here. And if you go to any other events, let me know. And of course, you can come back on uh, in a few weeks too just to talk about, talk about life. But more importantly, man, let me know. Keep me... Uh, Keep me in the loop about, you know, how WWE sinks its claws into you. Because, man, you are exactly the person that they're going after you. In the demographic, you've been won over by AEW and New Japan. They are your companies right now. And they want you back, man. So if anything happens that you like, I want you to send me a message and I can get it out there to everybody else. And, uh, yeah, we, 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 we can see what, uh, what what it was or what it wasn't, depending on which way that it goes.
1: You will be, be the first person I wire... Awesome. Uh, on those developments, awesome,
0: mate. It's great, dude. It's the best thing. This the patron works again. I sometimes get the odd asshole go. Why did you get these patrons on? This is why. This is the guy. James is the guy. WWE's going out for right now, and we can actually talk to them. Uh, so look, enjoy RAW later on. Uh, the uh, I call it the flagship show. We talked about this before. It's not. It's just me being an idiot. The flagship show will be Wednesday this week because I am out and about tomorrow sorting some other stuff out. So Wednesday, one PM BST. Please do come and join me over on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash The middle Report. Rules again, patron. Forward slash Simon 316 is how you can support, or you can buy some of my wrestling merchandise, Simon Miller.bigcartel.com. My next wrestling match is the 21st of July down in Bournemouth for a festival. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon Miller316 for any information about that. And then I am booked throughout August, all down south, all where people have been asking me to go, London and thereabouts. So somebody better come down to a show. I'm gonna kick your ass. But in the meantime, have a great day. Enjoy yourselves, and yeah, I'll talk to you again in a couple of days.